0: Welcome to the podcast from ThatGuitarLover.com My name's Ross. I'll be your host for these episodes. Enjoy! Welcome to the podcast at ThatGuitarLover.com On this episode, I would like to push the reset button on some enduring myths about coded strings and provide a real user perspective when one is not a myth but a fact yeah. could be a fact. Let's start with the most popular one. Coded strings are a lot more expensive and don't warrant the cost. Well, that's really a two-part statement. And the first part is a fact. Coded strings are more expensive than uncoated strings. And in some cases, really more expensive, up to four times the cost of a seemingly equivalent uncoded string. Whether the cost is warranted is up to you your string change frequency, and your body's physiology. Folks whose skin oils and perspiration are more acidic or more basic will find that uncoated strings go dead very quickly, requiring more frequent string changes, often after every gig, and for some people, even after each session. Other folks have a different physiology, and they're more pH neutral, and for them, uncoated strings will last longer. This consternation about encoded and uncoded and how long they last and whether they're warranted is compounded by the lousy auditory memory of humans. And from one day to the next, most of us cannot hear subtle tonal differences. Come back to the guitar a month after the last play, you might think you hear a difference. Record the guitar or bass with new strings, and then record it again much later, and you're going to get a real answer of how the strings impact you in your playing situation. And from there, you may be able to make a decision whether the additional cost makes sense for you. The next comment to address is that, I don't play for long sessions. I don't have a lot of time to play. So coded strings aren't making a difference for me. This is, in fact, a myth, because coded strings provide far more protection against natural oxidation than uncoated strings ever will. If you're an occasional player, coated strings actually make more sense than uncoated strings because they're going to provide better long-term protection against oxidation. Another common myth is that coated strings leave a residue. Well, this one is dated because it was once true. But I've done a lot of testing, because that's the kind of person I am. I don't find it so any longer. Many years ago, I experienced what I saw as furring, like a little white fuzz, on elixir strings. And from that point on, I decided that I would not spend the extra money on elixirs. Yet the fact that many makers were shipping their guitars with elixirs continued to make me wonder. So I felt that doing an experiment with current elixirs was worth the massive $23 on one of my tailors, that had come from the factory with elixirs, but that had had different strings on it for a very long time. Further, where I had thought that the elixirs lacked brightness, again, trusting human auditory memory, when I played them, the new strings, those new elixirs, there was no fuzz, no residue, and no loss of brightness. Sure, elixirs are still pricey, but they, and the other coated strings that I have elected to use, Don't leave a residue. Experiment versus conjecture has won out. Another common assertion, goes back to this concept of brightness, is that all coded strings sound dull. This is a qualitatively incomplete conclusion. The true answer is, it depends. It depends on what you're comparing some vendors only offer uncoded strings, some offer only coded strings, and some offer both. So, how do you make a referential comparison unless you can compare like for like strings with or without coding? It can be pretty hard to find that. To determine the relative warmth, I use warmth instead of dull because I think it's a different thing, the relative warmth relative brightness, we're gonna want to look at what the vendor has to say. And a good example that I like is from Diodario. They publish a simple string finder that clearly delineates where a particular string architecture will fall on that continuum from bright to warm. In their case, the brightest string and the warmest string are not coded. But if I look only at their coded space, they offer options with the XT family being more neutral and the XS family being a bit brighter. My own experimentation has said, try it yourself. With your instrument, with your amplifier, and your unique playing style, you may find that they're too warm. You may find that they're too bright. And that's why freedom of choice and the ability to try for ourselves makes a huge difference. Some folks will say that normal strings feel different under the fingers. By the use of the word normal, I'm presuming that the person who says this is talking about an uncoded string. In my own experience, and I take notes of this stuff because I'm a dork, I've found that this is true for different strings whether they're coded or not. Give you an example. John Pierce acoustic strings, very fine product, feel different than Martin acoustic strings when both are uncoded options. Same guitar, same gauge. Strings feel different. Monel strings, a technology based back in the sixties and before, not only sound different, but they feel different than the more current nickel-plated or bronze-plated strings. Even in the acoustic space, phosphor-bronze strings feel different from 80-20 strings. I say that this context of normal strings feel different is a spurious myth because it has no context. It all still comes back to the same place. Try different strings for yourself and decide based on your fingers your instrument, and the setup on that instrument. I've found, with direct experimentation, that a good setup changes how strings feel compared to an instrument that needs a good setup. If your guitar is not set up well, it's going to have an impact on how those strings feel under your fingers. Now looking the other way, there's a popular myth that Coated strings are great because they never go dead. This is a falsehood. Coated strings will go dead over time, just like uncoated strings. However, that coating significantly extends their potential life as they're more corrosion resistant. How long is that life? Well, it's dependent on your perspiration and skin oil pH, as well as on how you care for your strings. Something as simple as wiping the strings down with a clean dry cloth after each playing session helps all types of strings last longer. If you wash your hands with a neutral cleaner, a pH neutral cleaner prior to playing, that can also help with string lifetime. You can of course employ any of the myriad string cleaner offerings. My goodness, there are thousands. Just remember that the process of a liquid drying is evaporation and evaporation can lead to corrosion. So still don't forget to wipe the strings with a dry cloth after you've used some kind of string cleaning offering. Some string cleaners also contain some form of lubricant to make the strings feel smoother under your fingers. Some of these lubricants provide some protection, but others become dirt magnets and that can kill strings even faster. Let's come back to wiping with a clean, dry cloth being an important plan regardless of the strings you're using. And by the way, don't run down to the guitar store or the mail-order shop and buy yourself a branded string cloth from your favorite manufacturer. It's mostly a low-grade bit of nylon that you're paying a lot of money for. I mean, I see these things selling for 15 bucks. Come on. Instead, save money. Get yourself a sack of simple microfiber cloths or even cotton shop rags from the automotive store and you'll save a lot of money and always have a wiping cloth handy. Just make sure that they don't leave a residue behind. And that's why I tend to avoid paper towel. Throw a few of your cleaning cloths, whatever they are, in your case or gig bag. And when the cloth gets dirty, you can almost throw it in the washing machine or you can just dispose of them because they cost you so little. It's your choice. You save a lot of money and you build a good discipline about wiping your strings down when you're done. And of course we'll then get into the brand aficionados who will want to have an argument on the internet about how some coatings are better than others. According to every maker of coated strings, their coating is the best. And as there are no independent and objective testing models for string coding, the makers are telling the truth from their perspective. You get to decide for yourself if one suits you better than another. And the only way to do that is to try different strings. Doesn't cost you any more. You're trying just different strings to find what suits you best. Now, I'll use an example of Elixir again. They specify the use of patented Gore-Tex in their coating. As an avid motorcyclist, I'm completely enamored by Gore-Tex in riding gear. It doesn't get too hot because it breathes, and I never get wet no matter how hard it rains. From a guitar string perspective, that means that my skin oils and perspiration are not getting onto the string, and I know that that makes a difference. Now, Cortex isn't the only answer, of course, but I'm confident in it. That said, I've never had any issue with any coded string from Deodario either. I've tried other brands of coded strings, and I've been less enthused, and I don't talk about them. But I'm quite enthused about both Elixir and Deodario strings, specifically the coded ones. In the end, whether you choose coded or uncoded string, is a 100% a personal decision. No one set of strings is going to make you a better player relative to any other set of strings. While different string construction and design will bring different tonality, there's a lot of considerations in the overall audio picture such that you may never hear a difference between different strings from different makers. For me, I choose coded strings. They work for me. I have multiple guitars, and some can go months without being played as I rotate through what I have around me. And unlike some folks, I don't find that changing strings is a therapy for me. I don't feel better mentally or physically after going through a string-changing session, especially if I'm doing a number of guitars in sequence, particularly if there's a Bigsby tailpiece involved or if the guitar having its strings changed is a 12-string Rickenbacker. Those last two make me want to drink heavily, because they tend to be more complex at string change time. Unless otherwise specified by the manufacturer, most guitars will arrive from the factory wearing uncoated strings. Some guitars arrive with what feels to be the cheapest wire you could find And yes, I'm looking at you, Fender and Gibson. While other guitars show up with awesome uncoated strings, with PRS being a proven example. Their plain uncoated strings are wonderful, and they last a long time. If you're happy with your strings, you're good. But remember, your personal use cases will lead you to find, if you choose to make the effort, the right strings for your needs for each of the instruments that you play. As always, thanks for listening, and until next time, peace.